Hey, hey, friends, welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. Today, I'm going to address a topic on a question that I get asked about, and that is the topic of soul ties. What are soul ties? How are they created? And how do you get rid of soul ties in your life? This is not a topic that you hear spoken about a lot, but the fact is that there are such things as soul ties. They are very powerful and real. And if they are ungodly, they need to be broken so that we can live in complete freedom in our lives. You know, the Bible speaks of what is today known as soul ties. In the Bible, it doesn't use the word soul tie, but it speaks of them when it talks about souls being knit together, becoming one flesh, etc. A soul tie can serve many functions, but in its simplest form, it ties two souls together in the spiritual realm. And somewhat largely misunderstood, soul ties aren't just about sex. So many people think that, you know, if you have sex with someone, they understand that there's that connection, especially because in the Bible it says to become one. But soul ties go way beyond sexual relationships. You can have a soul tie with your parents. You can have a soul tie with friendships, children, siblings, domineering authorities, pastors. You know, if you depend on them before God. You can even be tied to celebrities that you don't even know. You can have soul ties with a lot of different relationships. If you or someone else crosses the boundary of a healthy relationship, an ungodly soul tie can form. And when ungodly soul ties or unhealthy attachments with another person is in effect, it can bring about a spiritual control that can adversely affect your life. A soul tie is a connection with someone deeply embedded into your soul. From soulmates to twin flames, we can have all sorts of relationships with many different people in our lives. And it's not always easy to discern what exactly is happening within a relationship when you're the one in the middle of it. So here on this episode, I'm going to break down what exactly is a soul tie. I'll start out talking about, you know, soul ties when it comes to sex. You know, there's no such thing, friends, as casual sex. You know, that's what the world teaches us and wants us to believe, that you can just have one-night stands and just move around from guy to girl, girl to guy, you know. But contrary to popular belief, sex is a tri-dimensional experience. It's spirit, soul, and body. It is not ever just a casual physical act with no emotional or spiritual effects. You know, Hollywood really has it wrong. There's that perception that you can just, you know, get drunk, go sleep around, have casual sex, move on from partner to partner, and you're happy and you're free, but that's not the facts. That's a lie from the enemy. There's no way that you can have sex with no emotional or spiritual effects. In fact, anytime you have sex with a person, you bond with them. The world may tell you otherwise, but the truth is God created sex to be a bonding experience in its very design. As humans, we do not get the power to pick and choose when that design applies in our lives. You know, the world will tell us that sex is good, fun, natural, and healthy, and that is the truth. The problem with the world's sexual gospel is actually that it doesn't affirm sex enough. It underestimates and even denies the power of intercourse, reducing it to a single-dimensional physical experience. On top of that, it doesn't understand the ramifications that sex has on the souls and spirits of the people involved. Sex is like gluing two pieces of wood together, and if done outside of the context of marriage, it's like ripping them apart the next day. And of course, there's still wood and residue on the opposite board, right? So the truth is, whether you're aware of it or not, 
a piece of your sex partner, the good, the bad, and the ugly, can stay with you and vice versa for the rest of your life. You can only imagine what it looks like when you bond with multiple partners. When you are with someone, you're not just with them. You are with whoever it is that they have slept with and so on and so on. So you open the door for a lot of demonic activities. And who knows what's really being passed on to you? And that's why I recommend before marriage that a couple individually and together repent and break off of any past attachments so that they can start their marriage off right. And if you're already married and say you are experiencing intimacy issues or other issues, there could be a link to soul ties from your past or your spouse's past. We know as Christians that God tells us, you know, not to have sex before marriage or to sleep around to be promiscuous and that sex is made for marriage, you know, to become one. So we know what God says about intimacy, but there's also physical changes that take place when we give ourselves away to someone intimately. Dr. Daniel Amen writes in his book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. He says that whenever a person is sexually involved with another person, neurochemical changes occur in both their brains that encourage limbic, emotional, and emotional bonding. Limbic bonding is the reason casual sex doesn't really work for most people on a whole mind and body level. Two people may decide to have sex just for the fun of it, yet something is occurring on another level that they might not have decided on at all. Sex is enhancing an emotional bond between them, whether they want it or not. One person, often the woman, is bound to form an attachment and will be hurt when a casual affair ends. And one reason that usually the woman is hurt most is that the female limbic system is larger than the male's. You know, the Bible explains to us in 1 Corinthians 6.15 when it says, Do you not know that the one who joins himself to a prostitute is one body with her? For he says the two shall become one flesh. So unhealthy soul ties are often the ramifications of having partners that you create a lifelong bond with through a sexual encounter, but with whom you have a very short-term relationship with. The bond or the soul tie remains long after the relationship is over, leaving both sexual partners longing for wholeness. And there's three reasons that unhealthy soul ties take place. You know, number one, people are misinformed and therefore convinced that sex is strictly a single dimensional physical act with no emotional or spiritual connections. Yet after sex, they find themselves mysteriously longing for the person they may not even like. And that's because they feel a connection that God designed between a man and a woman for a lifelong commitment of marriage. Number two, a person gives him or herself sexually to someone, expecting that the intensely intimate act of intercourse would create a bond that would lead to deeper levels of commitment in their relationship. But sadly, they often discovered that their sexual partner was taking advantage of their need for intimacy and used their vulnerability to get laid. (laughs) Of course, this leads to a person being emotionally and spiritually bonded to someone that they deeply resent. And then number three... Two people commit to marriage and therefore surmise that the covenant vows are only a formality. So they live together and enjoy a sexual relationship outside of a lifelong commitment, but later they decide for whatever reason that they don't want to live in a covenant relationship and eventually break up. 
They usually don't realize how deeply they have wounded each other as their souls are ripped apart, tearing the very fabric of their being in the separation. The enemy really wants us to believe the lie that, you know, everything's casual, just have fun, don't have FOMO, YOLO, you only live once, you know, live it all up, tomorrow you die. I mean, that's the lie that is fed from the world and that the enemy wants to convince us of. But there are dire consequences to our actions when we connect to the wrong people. Soul ties between married couples draw them together like magnets, while soul ties between fornicators or unhealthy relationships can draw a beaten and abused woman to the man, which in the natural realm she would hate and run away from, but instead she runs to him even though he doesn't love her and he treats her like dirt. In the demonic world, unholy soul ties can serve as bridges between two people to pass demonic garbage through. Other soul ties can do things such as allow one person to manipulate and control another person, and the other person is unaware of what's going on or even knows what's going on, but for no real reason, they allow it to continue. Soul ties can be formed in different ways, but the obvious way is through sexual relations, which can be a good bond or a negative bond. You know, godly soul ties are formed when a couple are married, like it says in Ephesians 5.31. For this reason, a man should leave his father and his mother and shall be joined unto his wife as one, and the two will become one flesh. And the godly soul tie between a husband and the wife that God intended him to have is unbreakable by man, as in Mark 10.7-9. However, when a person has ungodly sexual relations with another person, an ungodly soul tie is then formed. This soul tie fragments the soul and is destructive. People who have many past relationships find it very difficult to bond or be joined to anybody because their soul is fragmented. Another soul tie that we can have is close relationships, such as friendships. They can be healthy or unhealthy. You know, King David and Jonathan had a good soul tie as a result of a good friendship, as we read in 1 Samuel 18.1. And it came to pass that when he was done speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. But a bad soul tie can form from bad relationships as well. For example, idolizing somebody can cause a bad soul tie where you feel stuck in a friendship, you can't get out of a friendship, you feel manipulated, you feel like they have more power over you than they should. Their opinion of you matters so much to the point to where it makes you second guess who you are in Christ, as if they have the final say. No one should make you feel like they own you. We have to be careful, friends, that we don't put anybody on a pedestal. I don't care if it's your favorite pastor, favorite singer. We really have to be discerning and be careful with who we attach our emotions to. I've had to do this myself where I've had to break off soul ties of relationships that I allowed so close to me that I felt like they had so much power and say over my life that I actually felt guilty if I didn't do what they told me to do. Or I put them on a pedestal. God wants us to put people in the right place for He alone is God. He alone deserves our adoration and our obedience. And I'm not saying don't have respect and honor for those that are in your life, you know, to take heed to what they have to say. 
to value their opinion and their advice. I'm not saying that. But if you feel like they have so much control and power over you that you maybe can't sleep or you just rehearse what they say over and over in your head or you're afraid that you're going to disappoint them or you're always thinking about what they may be thinking of you, how do they perceive you, do they really like you, all those things are because they have too much control, too much power over your emotions. And that's an unhealthy soul tie. Because the spirit of manipulation, intimidation, control, all that is from the enemy and it's not godly. Unhealthy soul ties can have a huge hold on you and affect you for the rest of your life until you become aware of it and break off those soul ties and don't look back. Because the enemy wants us to be naive and to keep us bound, but God wants to set us free. He died to set the captives free. Another soul tie that you can have is one with your parents. You can have a good soul tie where you have a healthy relationship and boundaries with your parents where there's respect, there's honor in that relationship, or you can have an unhealthy soul tie to your parents. When you see a grown man or a grown woman that is of age that should act and carry on as an adult. But they go back to like childlike postures, you know? They don't know how to really make the right decisions on their own. Their parents still have a lot of control and say over their life. They feel very tied and bound to their parents where they can't make their own decisions. And they can't break free of the control, the manipulation, and the intimidation of their parents. It affects their decisions. It affects their maturity. That stronghold can affect who they date, who they marry, even their future children because of the hold that their parents still have on them. And ultimately, it can change the course of their future. If your parents' opinions and their advice hold more weight than God's truth and His purpose and plan for your life, then there might be a soul tie to your parents that needs to be broken. It's okay to take advice from your parents. I mean, we should honor and respect our parents like the Bible says. God gave parents specific authority and headship, leadership over their children's lives to a certain degree. If your parents' opinions and their say contradict God's plan for your life and His peace that passes all understanding and His will, His truth, and they are affecting you negatively, then there might be a soul tie that needs to be broken. I'm reminded of a perfect example of this. A few years ago, I was mentoring a young lady in her mid-20s, very intellectual. She actually worked at the hospital as a nurse, and God told her that she needed to go on this missions trip for a few months. He made it very clear to her, and she knew that it was from God. But when she went to go tell her parents that this was what she was going to do, her parents just really made her life miserable. They threatened her security. All these abusive things started taking place because they had their own plan for her and she was going against their plan, right? But she knew without a shadow of a doubt that God told her to go on this trip and she was just miserable. I didn't really know her that well, but she asked me to go to a coffee shop with her and it was a total divine appointment. You know, she was sitting there and she was saying that, you know, her entire family doesn't want her to go on this trip, you know, but she knows that it's from God. She wanted to know my advice. I felt the Holy Spirit in that moment tell me she is not in my will right now. What her parents are doing is keeping her from her destiny and what I have planned for her. 
And she looked at me and she was weeping, you know, she looked miserable. And, you know, I told her, I said, just the fact that you look so miserable, you know, is proof that this is not God's will. When God has a plan for you, even if it's hard, even if it's out of your comfort zone, you're not going to be miserable. There's peace that comes with that, you know? I said, you need to do what God's telling you to do. You know, even though it's hard, this is what you need to do. And she knew that I was right. She knew what she needed to do. But her parents had such influence and power over her decisions and her emotions, she actually did not do it right away. It wasn't until months later, God had to keep getting her attention, and she finally went and obeyed God months later. But this is an example of when your parents have an unhealthy hold, an unhealthy soul tie that needs to be broken off of your life. If their opinion and their desires hold more weight in your life than God's, if your parents and their opinions and their plan for your life have number one priority and their say and their plans don't align with God's plans for your life, you have a lack of peace and you feel this constant tug of war between your parents and doing what you know to be right, then you need to allow God to set you free. Let me tell you, friends, if anything of this world has an unhealthy tie to you, whether it's relationships or anything else that does not have boundaries, it's not put in its right place, God is wanting us to be set free of them. I'm going to share some other signs where you will know if you have an unhealthy soul tie. You have left a relationship, maybe even a long time ago, but you think about the other person obsessively. In other words, you can't get them out of your mind. They elicit strong reactions from you. There's a level of intensity to soul ties. And while they don't all look the same, you can be sure that everything will be amplified, the good and the bad. You might be immediately comfortable with someone or be very intrigued or curious about someone. But it's important that you look for a strong or noticeably different reaction than normal. You know, or they feel familiar. On top of the strong reactions to them, this person likely feels familiar to you. You could have the feeling you knew them somewhere before, and even if they've only been in your life for a short while, you feel like they've always been around. You may feel like they complete you. Sometimes, and particularly when a soul tie is activating an attachment wound, you know, you may feel like this person completes you. This is especially true in the case of romantic soul tie relationships. You know, a lot of people marry somebody because they feel this way about them. We've seen in the Hallmark movies, you know, where they say, you know, you complete me. You know, you're my better half. You're my other half. I feel like I've known you my whole life. And oftentimes you will marry that person that makes you feel that way, right? Because it's not a common person. So you have to be careful that the soul tie doesn't veer into toxic territory. Such as, whenever you do anything, you make a decision, you have a conversation with someone, you feel, quote unquote, like this person is with you or watching you. Like you feel like they're always around. I know it sounds kind of creepy, but you know, the spiritual world is no joke, friends. You know, it can be very powerful and it's very real. So oftentimes, if your relationship feels unique or one of a kind, that's manifestation of a soul tie, you know. Because they offer elements of newness. You know, you look for feelings and experiences that you've never had before. So we need to be careful and have discernment because some ties are godly while others are ungodly and they invite demonic influence into our lives. 
You can also take on the negative traits of the person that your soul is tied to and you carry their offenses whether or not you actually agree with them. It's like they have too much power. There's a lot of mind control when it comes to a soul tie. For example, you defend your right to stay in a relationship with the person that your soul tie is tied to, even though it is negatively affecting or even destroying the important relationships in your life, like your husband, your wife, your kids, leaders, etc. You somehow can't break free. And a lot of times, soul ties will show up at significant times in your life. So soul ties can show up at pivotal times in your life. Maybe this person showed up at the exact moment you needed help or healing or expertise that they had to offer. You know, so ask yourself, what was going on in your life when you first met that person and what did they have to offer you? Because that might explain why you have this strong connection. Another sign can be you have simultaneously experiences or moods as a person your soul is tied to. And this can even include sickness accidents, addictions, etc. It's like you guys are walking through life as one. You guys are experiencing the same things, you know, the same patterns in life, right? As if you are one. And there's a part of you that feels like something is missing if they're not in your life. So the feeling of having a soul tie with someone can often become painful if things go south, as soul ties can often turn into attachments or be mistaken for attachment altogether. Oftentimes, you'll have a feeling of brokenness, as if part of you is missing because you're no longer connected to that person. But friends, I have good news. There is hope. God wants to deliver you and set you free from any past or present attachments that are not of Him. So friends, I really encourage you right now to pause this message, to really analyze all the people in your life, the relationships you have, who's connected to you even attachments from your past, even those that you maybe don't see anymore, talk to anymore, but there's some type of healing that needs to take place that God wants to completely sever all ties. So begin to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you anybody from your past or your present where He wants you to break off unhealthy emotional attachments and ties that are not of Him. You might be thinking, you know, I don't see that person anymore. It's been years. You know, I don't even think about them. I must not have a soul tie. But the enemy is very deceiving, friends. You know, a couple days ago, my brother, who just shared his testimony on the last episode, he called me and he was telling me, you know, God told me to get rid of all my clothes, $3,000 worth of clothes including my Jordans. I was like, whoa. (laughs) And he said, yeah, God told me to get rid of my clothes because those were the same clothes that I was promiscuous with other women and I was living in the world. Those were the clothes that I was wearing. And God told me to throw away all those clothes, like $3,000 worth. And I was like, "Um, why don't you give them to charity or, you know, goodwill or something? But he said, no. I don't want anyone else to be exposed to the same spirits that are on the clothes. And I was like, wow, you know, that just tells you, you know, you think you can just walk away from a life of sin and, you know, you just don't look back, but we have to repent and break off things and get rid of things that remind us of our past and have spirits attached to them. My brother has had a radical transformation. He's on fire for God. 
He's repented of all of his past, but God is still saying there's spirits and there's soul ties attached to your property and to your personal things. I mean, right before God told him to get rid of all of his clothes, you know, he was in his word, praying, worshiping, and he would go to bed and he would have all these impure sexual dreams and nightmares. And it was because of the clothes that were still in his house. He still had part of his past in his house. So I'm telling you, friends, I really encourage you to do this prayer regarding anybody from your past or even your present, because the enemy doesn't play and soul ties are real. This is how you can break soul ties. If any sins were committed to cause the soul tie, repent of them. Fornication is perhaps one of the most common ways to create nasty soul ties. Number two, if gifts were given to you by the other person in connection with the sin or unholy relationship, such as rings or flowers, cards, bras, etc., I would get rid of all of them. Such things symbolize the ungodly relationship and can hold a soul tie in place. Number three, any rash vows or commitments made that played a part in forming the soul tie should be renounced and repented of and broken in Jesus' name. Even little things like, I will love you forever, or I could never love another man or woman, they need to be renounced. They are spoken commitments that need to be undone verbally. As Proverbs 21, 23 tells us, those who keep his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from troubles. The tongue has the ability and the power to bring the soul great trouble and bondage. Number four, you must forgive that person if you have anything against them. Number five, renounce the soul tie. Do this verbally and in Jesus' name. Example, in Jesus' name, I now renounce any ungodly soul ties formed between myself and -and so-and-so as a result of fornication, or whatever it is, any tie there. For example, I now break and sever any ungodly soul ties formed between myself and -and so-and-so as a result of such-and-such in Jesus' name. Ask Jesus to wash and restore the parts of each other's hearts that were fractured. You can do this by saying something such as, Jesus, I ask that you take any parts of me that belong to so-and-so and wash them in your blood and restore them to him or her. I also ask that you take any parts of mine that are in so-and-so and wash them in your blood and restore them to me. Well, friends, that about wraps up today. I know this was a powerful, heavy hitter topic, <laughs> but there's so much freedom and deliverance when you understand the manipulation that is part of who the enemy is and his spiritual underworld. Because we're going to do a life-changing prayer to break off soul ties here in a bit. And I want you to have those people or that person in mind so you can verbally speak out their name when you are breaking off this soul tie. There is hope if you find yourself in an unhealthy soul tie because you can never fall so far that you can't be restored. New life is available to you by simply repenting and asking Jesus to forgive you. Renounce every past or present soul tie. Allow him to break every chain, every form of bondage, and to completely set you free. So if you need help walking through this process, I encourage you to declare this prayer over you today. 
And keep in mind that the power behind the prayer for freedom is in positioning your heart toward God in repentance. Your freedom, your liberty lies in your faith in the faithful one, not in the formula. So friends, I'm praying that you will invite God to heal you and set you free and that you would be met by his outrageous love, his compassion and power today. Because forgiveness restores the standard in our lives. And through Jesus, it is possible to live in freedom from any unhealthy attachment to your previous partners, in healing from any soul wounds, and in hope for a healing and fulfilling marriage and sex life again, and any other relationship that you are tied to. So if you're ready, we will pray this soul tie breaking prayer today. Lord God, we come before you today and we ask that you will make us aware that you will bring to mind unhealthy soul ties in our lives, Lord God. We come before you and we repent for allowing these soul ties, these unhealthy relationships to be part of our lives. I bless my spirit. I lead my soul and my body and connect with you, Holy Spirit, as you lead in all truth. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of all ungodly spirit, soul, and bodily ties forged between, and then you will fill in the blank of whoever it is, whether it's one person or multiple people, you will fill in those names. You will verbally out loud say their names, and then you will say, and me. So in the name of Jesus, I break the power of ungodly spirit, soul, bodily ties forged between so-and-so and me. By the power of the cross, I send back to so-and-so all parts of him or her that he or she gave to me that never belonged to me. And I take back from so-and-so all parts of me that I gave to him or her that never belonged to him or her. Father, I ask you to set a guard over my spirit, soul, and body to never again connect with so-and-so in this ungodly way. I nail it to the cross, the lie that joining with so-and-so in any of these ungodly ways was necessary, needed, or wanted on my part. I break all agreements I've made with this lie, known or unknown, and I turn away from joining with it. Father, as you send this lie away from me, what is the truth about this situation that you want me to know? Please reveal that truth to me now. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Well, friends, that wraps up this message today about soul ties. I would love to hear your testimonies. You can send me a message through leahmariecarson.com, and I would love to hear your testimonies on how God has freed and delivered you from past soul ties. I will also on the blog include links with declarations on breaking off specific soul ties from your parents and specifically sexual soul ties. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. And be sure to subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Bye.